Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah to his name. We bless Jesus. We bless you. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Finally, we are alive. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. We thank him for this opportunity to share the word of his grace. We bless Jesus this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want you to have that church environment wherever you are listening from and you're watching from. I, I, want, I just want you to create that church environment around you. We are the church. Wherever two or three are gathered, we form the church. We become the church. Bless Jesus. She be the under house. She'll be the under house. Bless you, Lord. 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 Bless you, Jesus. We thank you for this opportunity to share the word of your grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to his name. This morning, I want to share with you a short message, but I'm sure it will ruffle you a bit, but over time, you'll be settled. Hmm. Praise the living God. It, it will ruffle you a bit, but I'm sure you'll be settled over As a celebration in the life of a believer and and, and from the topic you are you're sure that i am speaking to the church world i'm speaking to the saints i'm speaking to believers but i'm sure that others will be listening and will also learn from it together we are edified and christ is glorified what is the essence of palm sunday i know the whole world is celebrating palm sunday today even for those who believe and those who don't believe if not for the lockdown, I'm sure people will be parading the streets with Palm Fronts, celebrating Palm Sunday. What is Palm Sunday? What is Palm Sunday? Is it recorded in the Acts of Apostles? Was any mention of Is it in Jude? Did any celebration come up in Revelation? These are the things we are looking at. These are the things we are looking at this morning. Hallelujah to his name. Hallelujah to his name. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the express manifestation of your power in your word. The Bible says that your word is power. As we listen to your word this morning, we are edified. We are built up. We are modeled after the power of your word. Let this word permeate, O oh Lord, to every home, to every place, O oh God, whoever is listening, Lord, that as we listen to this word, our knowledge of you is concretized, is established, even in the name of our Lord Jesus, that at the end of this short session of preaching your word, together we will be built up and you will be glorified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, wherever you are. Now, Palm Sunday 
until the fourth century after the death or resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ and ascension and glorification. until the ninth preachers many 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 teachers of the word have pushed theologies and doctrines on the palm or palm sunday celebration coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. They went out to meet Jesus, this Jesus not as their savior, but as a political king who would rescue them out of the hands of Roman Empire rule who is the Messiah prophesied and who will take them out of the bondage under which they were. And so they went out to meet him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's do verse 14. And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, sat thereon, as it is written, verse 15, Fear not. Fear not. Daughter of Sion, behold, thy king cometh sitting on an ass court. Let's take another another reading and I'm sure that one will be better or we'll, we'll explain it better to you. Let's go to Matthew. 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 The gospel according to St. Matthew. Matthew. Matthew chapter 21. Matthew 21. We'll be doing a lot of a lot of exegesis this morning. Matthew 21. Let's start from verse 1. And when they do not olives, then sat Jesus two disciples. Over against you. And straightway ye shall find an ass tied and if any man say aught unto you ye shall say the Lord had need of them and straight away he will send them all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet saying now let me take that again all this was done that it might be fulfilled. Fulfilled by who? By Jesus. 
we will spoken by the prophet saying tell ye the daughter of Zion behold thy king cometh unto thee meek and sitting upon an ass and a colt and a fall of an ass and the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded and brought the ass and the colt and put on them their clothes and they sat him thereon verse 8 and every great multitude cut down branches from the trees this is this version branches from the trees and shod them in the way verse 9 and the multitudes don't forget we are going up to 11 verse 9 and the multitudes went that went before and that followed cried saying hosanna to the son of david hosanna to the son of david i want you to take close notice hosanna to the son of david blessed is there is that blessed is he that cometh in the name of the lord Hosanna in the highest, verse 10. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved. Who saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. This is Jesus, the one who, who is not just a prophet from John. Who is the Messiah who is going to take us out of, of, of Roman rule? This is the king who is going to take us out of Roman domination, Roman suppression, Roman subjugation. We will have our freedom through this man. This is the king they've been talking about. They never saw him as the savior. As their Lord. As God. No, 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 no. They never saw him that way. What I'm talking to the church community today. What message did we believe? What message brought us salvation? What message brought us redemption? The message we believed is in 1 Corinthians. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15, 1. 1 Corinthians 15.1 We are trying to look at why the believer either ought to or not to celebrate Palm Sunday. This is the message that saved us. 1 Corinthians 15.1 Let's start from verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, means believed, and wherein ye stand, verse 2, by which also ye are saved. That is the message which saved us. What is that message? We are coming to it very shortly. If ye keep in memory what I have preached to you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all, which I also received. So Paul is not preaching a different message to them. It was the, the same message he received, which he got saved, and which he's preaching to them, and which also got them saved. What is the content of that message? How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That's the first strand of the message. Now, what does that mean? What it means is that all the events 
that led to the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ and to his death. Verse 4. And that he was buried. All the events that went into his burial. And that he rose again the third. gospel that Paul mentions that I am not ashamed of this gospel what is that gospel that Christ died according to the scriptures he was buried and he resurrected the third day according to the scriptures hallelujah so this is what forms the basis of our faith when we receive this message we were born again what does that mean the life of Christ the way of Christ entered us and that life which is the spirit of Christ became one with our spirit this is how John puts it. He says, our spirit is joined with God's spirit. And so the spirit in the, in, in the believer is the spirit of God. Now, the fusion of your spirit to God's spirit is what we call the new creation. The resultant effect is the new creation. And this new creation has no history. The new creation has no history. All things are passed away. What it means is that the new creation started in Christ with no history. If there was no history to the new creation, what it means is that all ceremonies that led to us becoming new creation will have to be looked at a second time. Hallelujah. It would have to take a second look at all those sacraments and all those celebrations that brought us back to life. Hallelujah. We were there. And we were made alive. Hmm. Now, you will notice that all the events that Jesus fulfilled, he fulfilled in order to bring man to where man ought to be. All that Jesus went through was to fulfill the scriptures that the ultimate purpose of God for man will be achieved. He didn't fulfill for us to fulfill again. Once he fulfilled, he fulfilled that we may become beneficiaries of that which he fulfilled. Praise the living God. He fulfilled that man would not have to go back and do all that he did. Jesus went through that we will not go through. Jesus died that we might live. that you are a lion today why you ought to be bold as a lion tomorrow you're not only a lion you are a bear move to you becoming the eagle your eyes will have to be shut. Then we also be described as a serpent, as 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 crafty as a serpent, as innocent as a dove. Ah ah. So the believer is described in so many ways, and so many a time the believer loses his right identity in Christ. 
That is why I am speaking to this particular thing using this particular celebration to explain that you are not the donkey. You cannot be the donkey. The believer is the one liberated. The believer is the one redeemed. The believer is the one carrying the spirit of God. The believer is the one domiciling or taking who is the container of Christ. They're the container of Christ. How can you be a donkey now? The believer is not the one tied. No, no, no. We were tied. We have been loose. So you are not a donkey. Christ is not riding in you. Christ is permanently domiciled in you. In fact, that which gave birth to you, you have become. The word of his grace that gave birth to us. The gospel that gave birth to us. We have become the word. We have become the gospel. So how can you today be the cult? You are not the donkey. Any philosophy, any doctrine pushed around the cult, you are not the cult. Jesus had to ride on a cult to fulfill a certain prophecy spoken by Zachariah. Praise the living God. Spoken by Zachariah. So he fulfilled it and the fulfillment will have to be done by the only begotten of the Father. It is important to push shortly for us to all understand that the Jesus who gave birth to us is the resurrected Jesus. We were born after the resurrection. He died to take away sin and he resurrected that we may not resurrect with sin again but will become adopted as sons. So we were begotten by or were begotten from the resurrection of Christ, not in his death. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. So it's very important that we understand that we are not the donkey. Any teaching pushed around that donkey will be the philosophy of men. Palm Sunday, Jesus used that symbolically to demonstrate his lordship. But wait, if he used that to demonstrate his lordship, right after then they conspired to kill him. Right after then, they conspired to kill him. So Jesus only used that scenario to fulfill that which was written concerning him. That shortly, shortly, not too long from now, the man under the bondage of sin will be released. Very shortly, not too long from now, the man under bondage will be released. Not too shortly from now, the man under the bondage of sin and death will be released to life and freedom in Christ Jesus. Jesus is not only riding us, Jesus will sit in us. He says, I will be in them, I will be their God, and they will be my people. According to the book of Hebrews. So, you are not the donkey. Any message that comes to tell you you are a donkey, you are not a donkey. You have been released. And so, the preaching around Palm Sunday is of no significance to the believer. It is of no use to us. Praise the living God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's go back to Luke. Let's go back to Luke. Luke chapter 24. Luke 24. Luke 24. And 25. Luke 24, 25. Hmm. Luke 24, 25. Then Jesus said unto them, All fools and slow of heart, to believe all the prophets have spoken. 
What did the prophet say? Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? So the culmination of the scriptures, which will start from Genesis to Malachi, which would have been at that time, the canon of scripture existing at that time, the culmination of the events will show or will picture or will mirror the suffering of Christ and the glory that will follow. When you put all of those writings together, it will depict, it will show the sufferings of Christ and the glory that will follow. Ought not Christ to have gone through all, all these events leading to his death, all these events leading to his burial all these events leading to his glory which is his resurrection praise the living God. when he was going to the cross of it, you will not be where you used to be. You will be delivered. That is why the, the, the doctrine of grotto or the doctrine of building structures to say Jesus went to this point and then he went to the second stage of his death. No. The true death was when he was separated from the Father. Jesus' true death, Jesus' true pain was not when he was beaten. He was prepared for it. The true separation was when he was separated from the Father. You heard his cry on the cross. Eli, Eli, Lamak Sabakani. Meaning, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That was the that was the, the, the strongest moment. That was the, 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 the strongest point of, of pain and anguish to be separated from your source. To be separated from your God. And it was that point that Jesus never did he refer to the Father as Father. He called the Father as God. Why? Because he was humiliated. He couldn't have called him Father. Because at that point, he had taken upon the sin of the world and he had become sin. Opposite to God. Inimical to God. And that is why he cried, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Palm Sunday is not our celebration. Palm Sunday is not our celebration. Hallelujah. So, when we go back to history, we will see how Palm Sunday evolved. Some apostles Sunday is not mentioned. What it means is that the the message for the church to this message for it is the power of God unto salvation to whosoever believes it is the power so the message is not crafted to 
ensued situations, the message is in itself complete. The message has its own sanctity. It cannot be about Corona. Corona is not the message. Corona is not the message. The message is still what it is. Does that mean to me by identification i died with him by identification i was buried with him by identification when he resurrected i was born after him Hallelujah. praise the lord so we have established quite shortly that our message is straight our message cannot be corrupted any other message apart from this is what Paul calls another gospel. Another gospel. You are not. So, so let's look at Palm, for example. Palm has been used throughout scripture from, from, from as early as in the Kings, uh, in the book of Kings, when even Solomon designed his porch with Palm. Some people are, are, are pushing doctrines that Palm shows victory yes how it, 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 it was established through history and through those who use those palms in those era we are looking at the mesopotamian region we, we are looking at the uh, arabian region so they used palm for various things which signifies various things some, some, let, me, let me let me show you a few things that that, that that, that that signifies the the, the use of, of palm. The, 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 the palm branch um, is a symbol of victory, triumph, peace, and eternal life originating from ancient uh, Near East and the Mediterranean world. The, the palm was 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 sacred in the Mesopotamian regions and in ancient Egypt. And, and, and it represented immortality. So we drew from all this, we were looking at the cultural ramifications, the cultural uh, diversities that persisted at that time. And so the Jews using palm and spreading it in front of Jesus was what pertained at that time to show victory. Victory over what? Not victory over sin, but victory over Roman rule, they have seen their king, so they spread those things before him to show victory, to show triumph. Our king is coming, and yet, shortly, our king was killed. So, the celebration of it must culminate in what he did in his resurrection. The church was birthed in the resurrection of Christ, not in Palm Sunday. So, any teaching that would want to push the believer. To celebrate Palm Sunday is taking the believer to his dead state. Mm. Any celebration that would, would, would push the believer to go and com commemorate what? When we were there? Let's go to Ephesians 2. Let's go to Ephesians 2. Let's, let's see our state. Let's see our state. Let's see our state. Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2 verse 1. And you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Palm Sunday is before the cross. 
Palm Sunday is before the resurrection. At that time, no one was born again. No one had received the life of Christ. So for me to use that, commemorate an event that has no bearing to my new creation status, you are sending me back to my state of death. Think about it. Christ passes and says, and yet in verse 2, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world. We were dead and yet walking. We were walking dead. Uh, according to the princes of the power of the air, according to the text that we just read, the princes of the power, look, the rulers at that time, backed by the influence of Satan, were ruling. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. I am not there. You are not there. I'm speaking to the church. That is not your state. He hath quickened us. Listen to what Bartimaeus said. They asked him, who healed you? He said, I don't know. Is it this man? He said, I don't know. All that I know is that I was dead. I was blind. And in my state of blindness, I didn't see. Now I see. My life has begun the day I saw. Oh, hallelujah to his name. My life is in him. How did my life start? I started the day I was giving birth to in him. The life of the believer started the day we entered Christ. Any celebration outside that, I would have to put it in the light of Christ. I would have to subject it to the radar of Christ. I would have to subject it to the reality of his resurrection in my life. Hallelujah. So Palm Sunday will only be a relic of historical evidence. It will only be a re relic of historical historical um, uh, uh, data. Histori it, it will only be in the historical chests. There cannot be any Christocentric exegesis on Palm Sunday. When we go to the book of Revelation, Palm Sunday is also mentioned. <laughs> Revelation 9. Revelation. Revelation. And you know that the book of Revelation. They are not literal. Let's look at what, how palm is mentioned here. So that you are not confused when doctrines are pushed around palm. Christ in you is enough. Christ in you, you don't need palm. Christ in you, you don't need any mantle. Praise the living God. Christ in you, Christ is the fulfillment of all mantles. The resurrection of Christ will give back to you is victory for you. Don't forget that Christ in you is will be when you were taken from death 
life. Your triumphal entry will be when you were quickened from your death. Mm. Revelation 9 7. Revelation 9 7. I'm sure I follow you. And lots of things are boosted. Mm. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. Chapter 7. So white robes will have to be explained. Palm fronts or palm branches or palms in their hands will have to be explained. Who are these people? Now don't forget, it's drawn from all nation, all kindred, all people, all tongues stood before the throne. Ah, can I shock you? Don't, don't, don't be surprised when you see the people that you thought will not make it to heaven. Don't be surprised when you see them in heaven. All nations, all nations. The gospel is spreading. The gospel is spreading. Who are those who are wearing white robes? They are those who have been redeemed. They are believers. They are believers. So anytime you see white robes, white robes will show those who have been sanctified. From the nations of the world, all kindred, all tongues, we are believers spread abroad. And blessed be Jesus. Now the gospel is spreading to the ends of the world. We are going to have more believers making it to heaven. Or more people becoming believers. Who are these in white robes? They are the believers. They are the sanctified. They are the saints. They are the saved. What are they holding? What they are holding is showing what they went through. What they have overcome. Now, holding white palms in their hands signifies their triumph over this world. Glory to Jesus. 
They are those who are the saints. They are those who have overcome the world. It says, little children, be of good cheer, for ye have, I have overcome the world for you. The one who overcame the world for us is the one who gave birth to the world. We are wearing white robes with palms in our, in our hands. It is symbolic. The spiritual meaning means that the saints are those who have overcome, who have triumphed over death, who have triumphed over death, over Satan, who have triumphed over his works, who have triumphed over the bondage that the enemy has put us to. We have overcome. That is why we say that in Christianity, Christianity is not, it's not necessarily it's the life of God birthed in man. Christianity is God in man. Christianity is the express life of God in a man. Christianity is man domiciling God. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Christianity is the life of God expressed in man. Hallelujah. So it is not about practice, it's not about sacraments, it's not about feasts. Those feasts represents Christ fulfilling something. It is not to be celebrated anymore. Look at all the feasts of the Old Testament. Passover, Tabernacles is about Christ. Passover is about Christ. Christ became our Passover. Tabernacles, Christ became our Tabernacle. Uh, uh, of trumpets, of trumpets, Christ gives, gave, gave us the capacity to now blow the trumpet of the gospel to the ends of the world. The feast of trumpets. And it's a continual, we are in him continuously preaching the gospel. Ah, the feast of first fruits. Christ became first. So today we have seen that in as much as the world is celebrating Palm Sunday, it will only remain a feast. It has nothing to do with the believer. that you will not go through. He went through that you will not go through. He is, or he was, the only begotten of the Father. And don't forget, when Christ was on this earth, he was the only one who had that title. The only begotten of the Father. John 1, 14, 18. John 1, 18. John 1, 14. Be begotten, the only begotten of the Father is Christ. He had that title alone. But thanks be to God when he resurrected. We were born or we were made sons after him. He became the prototype and all of us became the types after that prototype. Hallelujah. So today we have many sons. Before his resurrection, he was the only begotten of the father. So he had to go through to fulfill, ought not to have gone, ought not Christ to have gone through all this to fulfill the scriptures. And after fulfilling it, enter his glory. Praise the living God. So Palm Sunday 
in its true sense, it's not a celebration that we need to we, we, we need to we need to continue in. It was not meant for us. He didn't instruct it. Number two, the apostles and the early church never celebrated it. The only time you still see Paul mentioned was to show our state in him. What is our state? We are sanctified and we have triumphed over death, triumphed over hell, triumphed over Satan. Hallelujah. When this is not clearly explained or is not explained very clearly, we lose our identity in Christ. So today, you don't have to pick any palm front or any strand of palm to signify any victory. Christ in you is the victory. Hallelujah. And that victory in you, you are able to stand against any vile, against any challenge, against any situation. Christ in you is your identity. I am a son. I am a child of God. He gave birth to me. He is in me. I am not different from him. He says, as he is, so are we. Not as he was. As he is what sanctified, I am sanctified. As he is glorified, I am glorified. As he's seated, I am seated in him. Hallelujah. Now I've been brought to life. My life starts the day I entered him when I was truly quickened. What it means is that to be born is to be born of the flesh. But to be truly born is to be born of the spirit. To be born is to be born. We're dead and yet we're walking. So we're walking dead. But to be truly born is to be born of the spirit. How? Via the medium of the gospel. When the gospel is preached, I'm, I'm sure many are listening to me right now. I said, how, how can I become born again? As I was preaching the gospel and you believed, you have...
message. I want to read your messages. I want to respond to your messages. As far as Christ is in Colossae. Colossians chapter 2. When it came to celebrations, when it came to festivals, when it came to Sabbaths, what did he say? Look at what Jesus did in verse 14, as recorded by Paul by through revelation. He said, Let's start from verse 13. And you being dead in your sins. And the uncircumcision of your flesh have ye quickened together with him, with him, having forgiven all your trespasses. Hallelujah. How did he do that? Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. Any remnant of the law and practices of the law is what he's talking about here. Ordinances that were against us. Why? Because we didn't have capacity to observe all. Mm. Which was contrary to us. That which was supposed to have been beneficial to us because of the weakness of the flesh had become contrary to us. And took it away. Took it off the way. Took it off the way. Took it off the way. He took the sacraments of the way. He took the, the, the ceremonies of the way. He took the, the, the celebrations of the way. What did he do to it? He nailed it to the cross. Hallelujah. He nailed it to the cross. And in doing that, what was he doing? And having spawned principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. What is the evidence of his triumph? His resurrection. What is the evidence of his triumph? His resurrection. So today, the believer is in a triumphal position. The believer is in a triumphal position. What it means is that I started from triumph. I began from triumph. I am not waiting for a ceremony to triumph. I am not waiting for the relics of a certain celebration to triumph. I triumphed the day I entered him. Hallelujah. Today, I continue to triumph. Thanks be to God. Who causes us always to triumph? Always to triumph. Why? Because I started from triumph. My life is triumph. Why? I was birthed in triumph. His resurrection. Hallelujah. I trust you edified this morning. Even as you observe how people are celebrating this day. I want you to understand your state as a believer. And if you are not a believer, as you believe this, your state is changing. This is what we may look foolish to the Greek or the complicated or the sophisticated and will become a stumbling block to the Jew who is uh, the lawyer, the Jew who is a uh, celebration-driven gospel of Christ is in its full sanctity today and will be in, in its full sanctity forever. I want you to understand this, that Christ in you, the hope of glory, 
Christ in you is our triumph. Christ in you is our release. Christ in you is our redemption. Christ in you is our salvation. There is no other gospel than this. Praise the living God. So, you are not the cedar of Lebanon. You are not the donkey. You are not the lion. Who are you? I am Christ. You are not the, the, the lily of the valley. You are not the rose of Sharon. Who are you? I am Christ. You are not the palm tree. You are not the river that carries a lot of power. You are not anything like any mantle is. Who are you? I am Christ. What are you? I am born of God. Who are you? I am a son of God. I am a child of God. That is your identity. Any other identity will be a misrepresentation of your true identity in Christ Jesus. Who are you? I am a child of God. Who are you? I carry the spirit of God in me by reason, by extension, I am Christ. What it means is that as Christ represents us spiritually, we represent Christ physically. As we are seated in him, he's seated in us. Oh, hallelujah. By identification, whatever he can do, I can do. What is not of him is not of me. I am Christ in the body. I don't need any celebration to remind me who I am. Or to remind me of who I am. I know who I am. It is not a feeling. Maybe carrying the pamphlets or the branches may give us a certain a certain euphoria a certain feeling christianity is not a feeling christianity is a knowing i know who i am i want to use this medium to establish this very clearly in your mind to we don't know who we are continue to illuminate in you bring you to remembrance, bring you to accurate knowledge of who we are in Christ Jesus. We don't do ceremonies. We don't follow after relics. This place of sanctification and consecration, that grace continues to illuminate in us as we grow in knowledge 